Alright, so speaking uh, of problems in Houston, the Rockets are on an 18-game losing streak, guys. They're on their way to uh, trying to set the NBA record. Chad, are the Rockets going to do it? Are they going to get to 21 straight losses? Are they going to? Are they that bad? Who else are they going to trade? I mean, they can't trade anybody else. So, I mean, P.J. Tucker's gone. What? What's next? I don't know. The The Rockets are in a free fall, and you know, there's some points in your your lineage, your legacy, how you do things, and I'm not saying that the Rockets in its current form have been a legacy, but you know, over the course of history, they've they've at least been contributive. Akeem and those teams were champions. Uh, Rudy T's a legend. So you know, it's hard to watch it as a Rocket fan, as a, as a guy that loved them. It's hard to watch, but, you know, I, I don't even know that it's the wrong thing right now. You know, you just almost at some point, uh, look, I'd like to see him be so stupid that they took Andrew Wiggins for Oladipo and we could wiggle out. And then Oladipo's a free agent at the end of the season. We're off. The, the payroll with Wiggins and then Oubre is a free agent at the end of the season. We get Clay back. You know, I, I, I like some of that. You know, you, you still have a little money to play with right now to go find the right guy to bring in at the right time, maybe a little bit under salary uh, on a short, uh, on a longer contract, you know, on a, on a rookie contract. Maybe you can find, I don't know who that guy is, but I'd like to see the Warriors go in a different direction and just, you know, um, part with Wiggins. <laughs> Casey, Casey, uh, Casey, I'm, Casey, Casey, did you see that? Yeah, so, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, I, don't jab with well, me, dude. Was, I transitioned, was the, yeah. Was that the fastest segue in history? I mean, I swore, uh, I, I swore I asked about the Rockets and their losing streak, and somehow we're talking about the Warriors. Chad, Chad and took next a, season, next season even, not even this season, but we can all together. Maybe Chad next season. took a three-second airplane trip. He took a three-second flight. From wow. from Houston to Oakland, it was that quick. Why wow. wouldn't I? Wow. Why wouldn't I? The the Rockets are not. My boy teleported. Oh my! They're gosh. not interesting. They're not interesting to talk about. They're they suck. They're a tire fire. Everybody knows it. But my Warriors are interesting, and what they do and how they do it is way more interesting. Uh. Look, walls hurt. They've they've cut all and cut all ties with any talent that they have. So. Why wouldn't you make the move and and get rid of Oladipo and just consider it a total rebuild? That's where I started, jackasses. I just said you gotta you gotta start this whole thing with the rebuild. Uh, Casey, Casey, when the, when the Rockets the Rockets were eleven and ten at one point this season, now they're yeah. eleven and twenty eight. They were over five hundred. Now yeah. they're way under. Are they going to get to twenty one straight losses and set the NBA record? Uh, no, yes. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Christian Wood is coming out? back. Christian Wood is coming back, and I think he's going to play well enough to at least net them. Um, I, I guess I would have to look at their schedule for the next few games to see exactly who they're playing, but I think he would play well enough in order to help them. All right, let's, uh, let, let, let's take a look at this Rocket schedule for the next couple games. Here. Do you let's have see. it pulled up already? Let's see. Let's see. They got the Pistons next. They can, they can definitely beat the oh, Pistons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I beating mean, the Pistons. I mean, oh, so, so it could end. It could end. It's, it's, it's ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're beating the Pistons. The Pistons are one of the worst teams in the league, and who, who do the Pistons have? I mean, they got, they got the Pistons tonight. Then they got OKC, and then they have Toronto. They're not beating Toronto. 
What, 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 I mean, what, you say what, that, but Toronto, Pascal Siakam missed some time. Toronto was not playing well before Pascal had his little resurgence. So, I mean, all three of those games are winnable for the Rockets, especially with Victor Oladipo playing, Christian Wood coming back, Kevin Porter Jr. is playing much, much, much better above his potential. I think the Ro- – I'm not saying the Rockets are a good team. I think they've got a long ways to go. Um, but in terms of these next three games, in terms of ending the losing streak, yeah, I think they definitely could. I think they will. All right, let's 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 get on real teams then, because Chad pointed okay. out the Rockets aren't worth talking about. So, <laughs> Joel Embiid's out for at least, what, two-plus weeks or so? So how? Yeah, well, and if that's Joel, it's going to turn into four. That's what I'm saying. How, how big is this? Because we've seen Joel have this huge season so far, an MVP caliber season, but now he's hurt again. So what does this do to the Sixers? What does this do to his MVP shot in, in your eyes, Casey? Oh, he's, there's no way he can win MVP now. His MVP hopes are out the window, um, especially with uh, – and I hate to say it, Matt, but I, I'm going to keep – I'll keep admitting when I'm wrong. It looks like James Harden right now is the front runner um, in terms of just completely changing his game again. And, uh, you know, when he was in OKC as the sixth man of the year, he was a guy that kind of did everything. He was, he was better defensively in OKC. Um, He was very efficient and he knew how to pass the ball. Well, he knew his role very well. When he, when he went to Houston, he decided that he wanted to be the scorer. Now that he's moved over to Brooklyn, he decided he wanted to be a double digit assist per game guy. Um, leading the, the league in assist even. So I, I, think, I think this definitely throws Embiid's MVP hopes out the window. Um, I think by the time he's back, Philly might drop as far down as the third or fourth seed, which is huge for them, uh, considering how well they were doing. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, if, if it were me, I, I, I would be looking to make a move maybe, um, to, to move someone um, in order to help this team out. I, I'm not exactly sure who that guy would be, um, but you, you've got to get some help um, to at least hold while Embiid is out. Because, like, I know I made the joke that it, it'll probably end up being four weeks, but what if it does? What if it turns from two weeks to four weeks or even worse, six weeks? What if he's out for two months? You know, you never know, especially with his injury history. Um, and the knee is nothing to play with with a big man. I mean, it's nothing to play with with, with any athlete, but with a big man especially. I mean, look, Yao Ming got his career cut short probably six, seven years from ankle injuries. Um, these big men, they're, they're big guys, uh, seven-footers, and uh, they, they need their legs to play. And if, if, you're, if your knees and your feet and your legs are just uh, too weak to hold up, you're going to have a hard time shaking back and recovering. And I have, I have a bad feeling that's what's going to happen here. Um, I don't think there's any way Joel Embiid wins MVP now. And uh, it looks like as much as I hate to say it, it looks like Brooklyn is going to be the front runner in the East by the time he even attempts to make a comeback. Chad, is Casey right? Is this kind of take Embiid and in the sense the Sixers, you know, is this like their weakness? Have we seen, you know, the, the them falling apart now? Is this like the first major sign that, that they're not going to make it through the whole season that, that you need to start riding on the, the Nets bandwagon if you weren't already? Nobody wanted to listen to me when I told you a year ago, you hold on to Simmons and you move Embiid. Nobody wanted to listen to it. Mr. Fragile Body, Mr. Can't Make It Through a Season, Mr. Always Hurt, Mr. Doesn't Work on His Physique in the Offseason, Mr. Focus on His Instagram. All of those things just are red flags to me. It's like, look, bro, go work on making your skill set better. And I think he did do that in the offseason. And he got hurt. It's unlucky. And it's 
luck is part of injury and bad is 100% of it, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't always continue happening to the same guy. You know, there's there at some point you become liable. You're, you're a liability. You're, I can't keep you in the lineup. So I would have traded him. I would have traded him as soon as he hit his height on Twitter and all of that, because not only that, while he can shoot from three, he's, he's not where the game is going. The game is getting smaller. It's shrinking. It's not, and it's good to have an advantage in the post, but more and more, if you can't stay on the floor and create that advantage on a night to night basis, what is your real value? So uh, to me, Embiid, is nothing more than exactly what I expected him to be this season. A guy who was going to disappoint. You knew he was going to get hurt. You knew he was going to spend half the time on the DL. You knew he was going to have some body issue. And at that size, you're asking seven foot one, seven foot two men that have, you know, 315 pounds on their frame to have to close out and guard guys. Just the wear and tear on their body is different. You know, you can bang inside if you're Ewing and Olajuwon, bang inside all night. But if you have to run and close out and sh- change directions, and that's where the wear and tear comes on your body. And that's the modern game, and it's shrinking the game. And Embiid is one of those dinosaurs who, unfortunately, if you can have him out there every night, you just – you do have a huge advantage. But you just your, – your team changes so much when you don't have him that you you can't win that way. You have to have a more easily transitioned group and unit that you don't have to change your overall style of play if one guy gets hurt. That's that's the key in the NBA. It's, that's why the 3 and D is, has happened. That's why you see the game moving out to the perimeter and the changing of all the screens out top. All of that stuff is designed not intentionally, but it is making the game smaller, and Embiid's place in that is going away. So his opportunity at an MVP was this year and this year only. At this point, he's just damaged goods and will deteriorate. They should have divorced themselves from him way earlier, but now that they're holding on to him, you know, you're, you're losing a, a year of Seth Curry being the greatest, most efficient, not his brother Steph, Seth, the most efficient three-point shooter ever. With Ben Simmons, who now doesn't have to shoot jump shots, you have all the things in place for that team to be great, but you just lost your 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 focal point. Now your team's screwed. Now you're done. If he goes four weeks out, this team drops. They have to play their way in, and and with a 70% Embiid, the Sixers season is over. So, Chad, my question, if you had to tell me, 28 and 13, so they've played 41 games. If you had to tell me, how many games do you think a, a like discrepancy that Embiid and Simmons have played this season? So if you had to guess the difference in amount of games, what what do you think the difference? You like is? you you mean the number of times they played at the same time? No, no, the amount of games that each of them respectively have played this season. I would say Embiid's probably played more actually. Embiid has it's, has only played three less. Yeah, no, Embiid has been has been stable this year. This is just like as I meant meant to say. You know, he is having an MVP season, yes. And it's because he can stay on the court, but he hasn't always done that. He doesn't usually do that. Here we are again. 
back with the four-week-off-the-court absence at exactly the wrong time to start the second half of the season when you're trying to push them to make the playoffs and make yourself, especially now that the Nets have figured out at least who they want to be, you know, you, you got you got you got to have your best guys out there, and Embiid's not out there now. So now your team is markedly less, especially because he's the middle part of everything that you do. If you if you had moved off of him, and and made it more of a flowing functional unit, while st- while Steph is still and always will be this focal point in Golden State, he's deferred his part of the pie to others and given his part away when needed. You know, that's, that's what you, that's what you have to do. You have to, you have to defray that. And I, I'm, I'm afraid at this point, that's, that's not what they're going to be able to do because of the scheme of how they play. They, they don't, they don't have that perimeter flow. They have, uh, we're going to get it into the high post, low post. We're going to screen and roll. We're going to do some traditional old school stuff because that's the old school NBA that Embiid is part of how that how that bodes well for their future without him how do they restructure without him casey who, right, what, who do they what do they do they go to dwight howard i can i can well, understand dwight howard's what you're now, saying dwight howard's now they're gonna be that guy for them no really? i mean you maybe not but reality no i understand what you're saying about maybe joel's play style not being the future of the league but ben simmons is like the, the fact that ben's your point guard the guy who's on the floor that's supposed to shoot three-pointers can't shoot three-pointers Maybe maybe Dwight Howard could be the answer as the backup role for Joel Embiid if you had a point guard who could shoot threes. If you had a point guard who didn't have to drive to the basket and rely on passing out to perimeter players who are less effective than your two best players. The, That's the why point they guard got, got Steph Curry. They don't want Ben Simmons shooting threes. It, it's like but, why but did that, Kareem, but that goes why against did your argument never break that, the press. But that goes against your argument that Joel Embiid's play style is going in the opposite direction. What is Ben Simmons doing then? Everything, everything else, except the going best. in the direction of the play style that the NBA is currently moving, which well, is three have, and D. He's it. got D, but no three. Yo, okay, fine. He doesn't have to have the three. He just can't be a liability at the other end of the floor. All, all you're getting from Embiid, does he bring the ball up ever? Does he get 10, 10 dimes a night? Is he in any way is able to guard the point guard? There's there's a bulk of the time that when Philly plays, the six ten dude out front guards the point guard, and, and Bede's not much difference in height to Ben. Can he guard the point guard? Can he guard the two and the three and the four and the five? Can he be the defensive player of the year at the same time? Get ten ten dimes a night, creating shots for others, giving a guy like Seth Curry who is the – look, you don't have to – they don't all have to play the same position. You have to know your roles. And as long as you understand who each guy is, like, that's not what Ben's going to ever be. But if we value his contribution to the team, then we build around that. And you can't build around and be structure anymore. That part of the game is over. It's just not happening anymore. Well, I think part of, it, part of it's that, that they've been trying to build around both those guys, and you can't build around Embiid and build around Simmons at the same time. They're too divergent. You know, you've exactly. got to focus on one or the other, and they've been trying to build around both of them for so long, and it's been impossible. And everybody – and to Casey's point, yes, Ben Simmons can't shoot. And I've been as critical of him as anybody ever. Like, work on your game. Get better at your weaknesses. Why aren't you doing those things? Same thing I've accused him beat of. That's why 
you know, you have two similar personalities who don't do the necessary things to make their skill set better. That that bothers me. That's why I've always been leery of them and and the brittle injury history with Embiid. But if you're going to build around one guy, at least build around the guy who gives you the most opportunities. The, the guy who doesn't have to do just but one thing. Catch it down low and or catch it from three point. He's not going to go create a shot for you unless it's in the block. So that's the only place you're getting points for him from him. On the block or a wide open ball reversal, catch and shoot three. That's it. Those are where your points come from. Other than that, he's a rebounder and a shot blocker. And he's been a good shot blocker, but he now, as he's getting older and getting more injured, he doesn't jump like he used to. He doesn't come off weak side and make plays like he used to. It's a different guy. So you keep Ben Simmons, who can guard five positions, pass the ball, score, get you 12 to 15 a night while it's all mid-range and close to the rim. He's still going to contribute and get you 10. I mean, he's a walking triple-double. He's got to be – the. In the league, he and oh, Harden. No, 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 no. If, if, no, if, if you're building your franchise around a walking triple-double, then why do you criticize Russell Westbrook for the triple-doubles that were so meaningless? I, I, I Because rebounds for a point guard are not as That's important. what Ben Simmons is. He's a point guard. You praise but his, guards, you praise but he, his, but you but praise he, his rebounding, and then you say that yes, Joel Embiid is just a rebounder and a blocker. The point guard. How many points is Joel Embiid averaging this season? Look, he doesn't just guard the point guard. So that means he has to go down and get tough rebounds. That oh, I get it. So if he's switching. a tall point guard, triple doubles mean more than if he's just Russell no, Westbrook. No, absolutely not. I'm just saying he's getting different rebounds. Rebounds for a point guard, so those long rebounds that bounce out, you can almost throw those out. Those don't ever really lead to transition points because you're the guy who's the furthest away from the ball at the point of rebound anyway. So nobody's ahead of you unless you're going to go attack somebody. It doesn't happen. So they get three or four of those a night, especially with the three-point shot. So it's an overinflated statistic. I'm talking about tough rebounds and traffic. Who would get more of those? Now, I'm not saying Westbrook didn't because he did. And I, I, I have openly argued that the, the triple-double is based on the circumstance of the game. If it's if it's they're, they're, you and I have watched enough. So has Matt. Everybody has. You've watched enough to watch basketball games where you go, damn, that was a badass triple double. Or that, you know, that was just an easy little triple double. Jason Kidd used to get a bunch of them. It's happens all the time. I'm, ben Simmons contributes to the game in ways like Russell, but in different ways. Because at 6'10, if he has to guard the post guy and not give away a whole lot, he still gets that. And, and Russell could never do that. That's the only difference. I'm, the value so, of the triple-double for me is, is I, I won't argue. I'm just saying he just, to give a point of reference, gives your team so much value as a traditional metric. That is a way of looking at it. I mean, the guy gets you across the board contribution every night and is potentially the defensive player of the year at this point. That's so, that's so wait, that's wait, pretty. Wait, 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 wait. Has Russell Westbrook ever been in contention for the Defensive Player of the no, Year once? No, but it's now I'm I'm just I'm I'm getting mixed up on how you're saying that in three. So Joel Embiid has played three less games than Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. but he's almost doubling Ben Simmons' points per game. Has sure. almost four rebounds more per game, and sure. only has he has less than four assists per game at the center position, and he has almost. I'm not three, begrudging him. I 
I, I told you earlier, before the injury, he's the MVP. Right, no, 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 absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But last last season, Joel Embiid played almost as many games as Ben Simmons. So I, I'm just saying okay. the injury history is there for both. Let's okay. not forget that Ben okay. Simmons had to win Rookie of the Year a year later because he sat out that full season. I, I'm – I, I'm just I saying that I, I don't those, think those, I'm just saying matter so much to me. I, but I hear the other things that you're saying. Yes. 100%. I, I, I think it could have been a great, great, great pairing if they could have both stayed on the floor. I, I don't think that the process wouldn't have worked if they could have kept themselves healthy. It just is not worked out. And if pushed to the flame, me, as a general manager, owner, somebody came to me and said, Chad, you got to make a decision right now. We're going this way or this way because we can't afford and the, the, the whole of the how we win will depend on since one of these guys is always going to get hurt, we're going to have to get a bunch of guys to make sure that we can always have good enough talent to at least be in games throughout the season. One of them's got to go. One of them. Who is it? Chad Pick. The real, pro- the real problem here is that at this point, the Sixers can't let them both go. And I think that's the real thing. Like, really, if you could, you'd start over if you're Philadelphia. But you've been trusting the process for how well, many they seasons could. now? They could. Why how many seasons? They? How many seasons have we been riding? 41. Benson? It seems Benson. like 41 straight seasons. <laughs> Five seasons. It feels like forever. It Five feels, seasons. It feels it's a while. It feels a long time. It feels like, like when, the process has been going on for a very long time. Exactly. It feels like, you know, longer than this pandemic, that's for sure. So, it just You know what? Hey, I have a solution. I have a solution. We're going to go on my Twitch channel, and we're going to do a rebuild of the 76ers. We're going to do two different rebuilds. We're going to trade away Joel Embiid, and we're going to trade away Ben Simmons. I love and we're it. Gonna, and we're going to see which one does better. And, and, and I know it's not indicative of real life. I, no, let's do it. Let's we'll, do it. And we'll see what I'm happens. In. All right, there we go. We got we got a VBE twenty Twitch Twitch challenge coming up. There there. we go. I love it. I love it. Pay attention for that. All right, so we'll see if Chad pollination is beautiful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Chad's worked in the 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 Warriors in the first two questions. We'll see if he can obviously work into this one. This one should be a lot easier for him. Of course, I can. This this one should be even easier, Casey. Last night, LeBron was LeBron again. Thirty-seven points as the as the Lakers beat the Hornets. Look, man, are we just? Shouldn't we just be honest here, Casey? LeBron's the MVP, right? I mean, I, I say it's I say it's hard, but really it's LeBron, right? I mean, LeBron actually should have nine MVPs at the moment, if we're being 100% honest. All right, all right, all right. I heard Kyle Kuzma, all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, but that's been something that, we've, that we as basketball fans, maybe not we necessarily, us three, I have definitely sung the praises of LeBron. I've supported past. you on that, as you Thank know. you, Chad. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Because I'm, I'm just looking at a guy who's taken – multiple teams to um, multiple finals. What was it? Nine years in a row. And not only has he missed out on MVPs, he definitely missed out on a defensive player of the year award that he's wanted so bad when he lost out to Mark Gasol. Um, If I'm looking at it, yes. I mean, Michael, uh, not Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron, I mean, Michael Jordan too, you know, if he's the best, I think whoever is the best player in the world should win the most MVPs should be the MVP. And I don't think that bulk stats necessarily are indicative of what you do for your team lebron lebron and the lakers have won four in a row and they are still without anthony davis i'm I'm just looking at it this way lebron james is the best player in the world i think we all agree on that there are some players who do things better than him but overall lebron james is the best player in the world he has been that guy last year 
some people, including me, tried to say that maybe Kawhi was up on his heels, you know, two finals MVPs from two different teams, maybe the best defensive player in the league. And then they choke in the, in the playoffs. And now we're all kind of like, all right, Kawhi, you have to show us a little bit more before we put you back on that pedestal again, before we, before we let you take another swing at the King, because Matt, you said it a million times. If you come at the King, you best not miss. And he didn't even get to the King. He, he tripped before he even got to the step to the gate. He tripped and they lost and they were out. And now I'm looking at LeBron who goes and wins. He, he says is the most challenging championship, the, the most difficult championship that he won his entire career in the bubble. I don't know about that, but not having LA and Staples center behind you, that is tough. And going in and beating these guys, that is tough. And then he goes and he beats, you know, a few years ago, he beats the, the Warriors, the best team ever in basketball history. He beats them with a team that did not belong, did not belong in those finals. And he won. I, I look at LeBron and I, I see nine, 10 straight finals, whatever it was. And I'm just surprised that this guy's not at double digit MVPs already. So yes, I think LeBron is the MVP of the league and has been for quite some time. I, I give a lot, I give LeBron a lot of grief when we get in the LeBron MJ argument, but, but I, uh, I fell down a rabbit hole this week of the real plus minus numbers, you know, cause I'm a big plus minus fan. I feel like that's, indicative of, uh, of of what kind of basketball player you are more than a lot of things if your plus minus is like if you've got 30 points but you're minus 10 you know what you really do in a sense so I went looking at the real plus minus numbers and they only have it back to um on ESPN they only have it back to 96 so uh I couldn't go and look at all Jordan's you know years and whatnot but if you go look at their um wins with real plus minus and just real plus minus numbers LeBron James is like in the is number one or number two, like nearly every year. And he's in the top five nearly every year. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because you'll watch as like players rotate, you know, in the early years, it's, it's Tim Duncan, you know, with him, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's some of these other guys, you know, and then later, you know, obviously it's, it's Steph, you know, and whatnot. Um, but, but it's just interesting to see this, this wave kind of just of all these players come up, and go down like Kobe was there for a little bit and you know obviously Kobe you know retired and whatnot but even Kobe was only like in you know the top 10 at this point you know and you know Dwayne Wade you know you see his numbers go up especially you know when uh LeBron goes and joins him in Miami but then they go you know it's just really an interesting uh rabbit hole I fell down so I've got even more respect for LeBron James in a lot of ways. You changed I, your mind. Well, I don't know if I've changed it so far as saying he's better than Jordan. I've always had respect for LeBron, but I have like some newfound respect because it's really, it's incredible to see because every year, except for his first year, except for his rookie season where the Cavs were just pitiful and there was no way he was going to get any wins, you know, with a real plus minus, no matter how well he played when your team is pitiful. But but ever since that rookie year, the man is is up top, at least usually in the top five, you know, every year, if not number one or number two. And that's just that's just incredible to look at. And um, and yet again, this year, he's uh, he's number one. And this is how Chad, you can get right in it. Chad, guess who's number two right now? Steph. Steph. Yeah, Steph's number two. So of it's, course it's, he is. It, it's just really impressive, though, like I said, that LeBron yet again, number one right now um and so it's it's hard it's hard to say you know how do you not give to lebron as much as i like what harden's doing as much as harden's reinvented his game i i i could be convinced easily on picking lebron for mvp hey matt if i want if i can throw something out there real quick i, I i'm not i'm not trying to convince you that lebron's better than jordan i i don't 
I, I don't think that's really a fair argument to have. I think generationally, like generationally, it's hard to compare multiple talents against each other. But um, LeBron James is going to finish like uh, he's going to he's probably going to be number he might be number one in points. He's going to be top five um, in minutes played, like total minutes played. He's going to be he's going to make a run at number one for assists. I think he's at least going to be top five in assists because right now it didn't switch over. Um, but he's he's definitely going to be top five in assists. He's third in points. Um, minutes played, he's up there. Rebounds, he's a little further down. He's 42nd right now, but you can argue he's probably going to be a top 30 rebounder of all time. And to consistently do that while being in championship games and in finals appearances on the biggest stage that you can be in the basketball world, um, I, I get it. It's not six and six in the finals. Trust me. I understand. I've heard it from a million people, and that's the argument that's always going to happen. But I'm looking at it as, as a guy who's much younger, who didn't grow up in the Jordan era. I was a, I was a little late, um, obviously. But I, I would much rather have a guy who brings me there 10, 11, 12 times. And if we win four, five, or six, cool, awesome, great. I love that. Then being there six times and um, then, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to explain. But, yeah, I do, I do understand what you're saying, Matt. Um, his, and again, you can't go back further than 96 because of statistical, uh, categories and whatnot, but, um, it, it's hard to look at, you know, Jordan and LeBron's comparison when you really look at it now, especially after that fourth ring and you're like, how are, how are more people not like more open to the idea that they could at least be equals? I mean, Le LeBron's got the longevity for sure. And that's one thing, like, even though you can't compare eras, I really, you know, you, you can't compare sports science either. And I wonder, because I bet fair, you Jor Jor Jordan would have been one of those guys who probably would have gotten five or six more seasons. But he also played, in, you know, we can attest to this, Chad and I both, in an NBA that was brutal when you were constantly getting knocked on your butt. Yeah. You know, and um, not not taken away from today's NBA at all. You know, just different eras and whatnot. But, but, but LeBron's longevity is extremely impressive, the way he gets himself back. And I kind of wish that for Jordan and that he had just that ability, even if he played in that era where still taking the elbows and whatnot and, and whatnot, I wish he had the, the cryogenic chambers and whatnot. Cause you know, Jordan would have been all about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, look, LeBron spends $2 million a year on his body. Right. Uh, right. Russell Wilson spends $1.5 million a year on his body. The, the medical science has just come so far. And even if LeBron or um, Jordan would have been drafted in 1995, you know, instead of the mid eighties, um, he, he would have been a much different and much uh, healthier player. I think he probably would have played until the year 2015, you know, he might've played for 20 seasons. And I, I hear a lot of time people say like, Oh, well, what if he wouldn't, wouldn't have taken those two seasons off? Maybe he could have won eight rings. I don't think so. I, I think he would have won less. Uh, he was burnt out. He was hurting. Um, I think the team would have dismantled a lot earlier because they, you know, he, they would have had to pay him more, um, I think six and six is the perfect argument to leave it. I think that if he would have stayed those two seasons in the middle, they would have only ended up winning four or maybe five. Um, I don't think they would have made six. They might've made it to the finals those two years, but I don't think they would have won. Um, I think Hakeem and the Rockets were just so good and it would have been, it would, and you know, hindsight's 2020. I'll, I'll, I'll always romanticize eight. I'll, I'll always yeah. romanticize eight. So Chad, bring it in, bring it in, man, bring it in. Look, all right, if you want to get – if you want to break it down like hardcore, what about – you guys haven't even said the name. Bill Russell. I mean, really, if you're – if we're going to make this about championships, Bill Russell, the conversation's over. And if no, you want right. to really 
if you really want to deep dive on like one of the greatest athletes, activists, humans of an era, go go look at Bill Russell's. Look at look at who he was as an athlete. Look at, I mean, really, I'm not going to even say it because I want you guys to do it. I mean, the guy was a freak show, and is my starting power forward on my team of 12 in the history of sports. He's he's my number four. If he's, he's your power not, forward, who's your center? Hakeem. Okay. Come on, man. But my point, my point is only this. Okay. Let's not, let's not put all of this on championships. All right. That's, that's bullshit. That's, that's bullshit. I mean, Red Auerbach, that Celtics team, how many fewer teams there were at the time, how well they dominated, how well they constructed their roster, the organization and what they did. And how, you know, look, that was, that was ahead of its time, ahead of its time. It's like Bill Walton, uh, pardon me. Bill Walton's great coach, John Wooden. It's like Wooden. I mean, some guys are so far out ahead of their time that it creates an opportunity for guys like Bill Russell to be on 11 championships and a player coach of a championship team. You know, nobody has done that before or after. He's the only one. So all of those things. Look up Look up who, who Russell was as a – Friggin' his athletic skills. Watch him bring the ball up. He he brought the ball up on breaks. He he was the fastest guy on the court. So you get trapped in eras. You get trapped in titles. You get trapped in all these ideas that. And and here's I'm gonna go all the way back real quick to a point that was made earlier. The the crap that media sells you. Why tailgate kings is so damn good. Is because we're not selling you bullshit. We're not ripping headlines. We're not throwing you the same crap over the over and over. That's garbage. Nobody gains from that. We're giving you some real breakdown. Like, here's a way to think at it differently. This is something different. So get past the, the championship rings. Get past all that other stuff. LeBron, how he impacts the game, your rabbit hole, that's that's worthwhile, Matt. That's what shows you who has actually contributed. Look, if it's not from a very pinpoint Draymond Green nut punch, you know, uh, he doesn't win that, okay? But, you know, Silver did what he did, and that's what it is. And I'm not going to be a homer too hard. But, look, the, the contribution the guy makes on the floor, I, I've said it 100 times, and I'm going to say it again. He's Magic and Jordan all in one. He understands he wasn't a great shooter coming in. Magic wasn't either. They, he grew into that. He was a raw athlete like Jordan. And his teams didn't win necessarily in the beginning like Jordan's. Now you look at this guy rounding into form as a leader of men. And for Christ's sake, he just bought part of the friggin' Red Sox. Who, as a black man, gets to own part of the Red Sox? Are you kidding me? He's got Liverpool and the Red Sox as a black man? Jesus Christ. We, we talk he'll about Breeze. He'll, he'll we talk about Breeze in his. Yeah, he will. But we talk about Breeze and his contributions off the floor and all the things that, off the field, all, everything he did to make the city greater. I mean, look at Bronze Schools. Look at everything else he's done. This guy's the MVP for the last nine years just because of his contributions to humanity. Jesus 
give the guy a break. <laughs> Casey, I gave him every opportunity this time to mention Curry, and he didn't. All right, there we go. All right, so that's a uh, that's pretty much all we got for today. Any and any quick final segments from Jackson the kid? Any quick uh, quick final takes as we get out of here? Uh, not that I can think of. Um, hopefully, we'll be doing an episode this weekend if we're able to do that. Um, maybe on Sunday, fingers crossed. Yes. Um, check out my Twitch, twitch.tv slash VBE20. That is 20, of course. Um, I'll be live again tonight. Hopefully, if my internet decides that it wants to work, that would be super great. Um, we have a big Rocket League tournament coming up on April 3rd. And um, that's about, hey, I have merch now. So if you want merch, go check that out too. The merch and then this trade we're going to do, right? This virtual Embiid Simmons trade. Yes, right? yes. We'll probably do that next week. All right. All right. Got to happen. I want to, I'm, I'm very interested to see the results of this. All right, guys. Like I said, we got things coming up next week. We'll be back next Friday with another episode of the Tailgate Kings. Be sure to check out the website, www.thetailgatekings.com, as well as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. VBE20 for your Twitch outlet for your need. Casey Jones doing all sorts of cool things there. And, of course, Jackson the Kid, our other podcast we're kicking all the time. All right, y'all. We'll be back next week. Check us out.